0: to our new podcast provided by Black Girls World. It is called Heavy Girls. And we're so excited that you've decided to join us today. There are a lot of different things that we're excited to share with you about Black Girls World Press and the kind of creatives, musicians, artists, um, and practitioners within underground music that we're hoping to bring to you and really discuss some important topics in the scene. And I'm so excited to have my sister Courtney with us here as well.
1: I'm Courtney Long, senior editor of Black Girls World. Been here since the beginning, holding down the fort. Favorite type of metal is math metal core. But, you know, I still jam out Taking Back Sunday. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but really excited to be here um, and to start this podcast and see where it goes. I'm really um, looking forward to the kinds of conversations we're going to have with people we can bring on the
0: show. In today's interview, we are in conversation with Theo Kogan of the Luna Chicks, as well as Jean Fury. Together gene fury and the luna chicks collaborated and co-authored a new book courtney can you tell us a little bit about
1: it i was really impressed um that we had an opportunity to speak to the luna chicks um that was amazing and with gene fury you know who's just a wonderful writer um i can't wait to see what other books she comes out with um i'm on pins and needles waiting but The Lunachicks, just their whole history and the way it was laid out in the book, it's a great read. I think if you like the culture of music, if you like listening to music, punk music, Mm -hmm. you know, it is a great overview of a band from start to finish, like from when the idea was just an idea in a couple of kids' heads all the way to, you know, getting on the stage and touring all over the world. So it was just an amazing opportunity. So I hope everyone enjoys the conversation. Um, I hope it provides some perspective. And, you know, I hope you guys are impressed by it and maybe by the book.
2: I'm Jean Fury, and I am the co-author of Fallopian Rhapsody.
3: I'm Theo Kogan, and I am the singer of Luna Chicks and co-author of Writing with Gene: Fallopian Rhapsody. <laughs> Let's get it started.
1: I, I really enjoyed the book. It was amazing. It was just like such a tale of like badassery. I loved it. It was so fun. That first chapter was such a heavy hitter. Um, So my first question is,
2: why now? Why a book now? That is a, that's a great question. We actually started uh, this book a bunch of years ago and then um, people had babies and, uh, you know, people, you know, life sort of took over and then we... um, I, I credit Theo with this. I got a phone call one afternoon at one of my jobs. And she said, I think we're all ready now. And I said, all ready for what? And she said, I think we're all ready to do the book. And I was like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> so that started, I would say, I mean, it. we've been writing it in fits and starts, I'd say really seriously over three or four years.
3: Um, as to, as to why
2: now, no, I know it's, it's longer than that, but it sounds better if I say three or four years. <laughs> okay. I was um, like,
3: is it five or seven? Yeah, I know. It's more like five or <laughs> <That's> seven. Longer. <laughs> but yeah, three or four.
2: But I'll, as, as to why now, that's, um, that's a question for
3: Theo. I mean, why not always really is the question, but, um, I mean, We took this big pause and did all these things. And then it just felt like, well, honestly, it was like Trump being in office and nothing made me want to scream more than that disgusting piece of humanity. So that was, then it was like, okay, we're ready. And then other things happen. And we would, we kept calling our booking agent being like, okay, we want to play. And then we'd be like, no, we don't. (laughs) yes, we do. No, we don't. And then we were like, yes, we do. And then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. So in that period of time, the, the really best thing about it, I can say for myself was having that time to finish the book mm-hmm. and really like, I, you know, me and Jean started a project before this book together. And I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like we have a story that is worth telling and that's important. And, you know, as a band that often got sort of pushed aside for various reasons that you can read in the book. Um, <laughs> but um, it just, it just, you know, it was kind of, let's try and get this out there. And then it was, was that my daughter? That was Lucy. That just <laughs> Lucy, you can come back for a minute if you want. I say it's okay. Say hello. She's got bunny ears on. Who is <laughs> That's Courtney Long. That's Jean over there. And that's Christine Long there, sisters. Let... This is Black Girls World, Dean. Isn't that cool? Okay, go away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, we didn't know if we would have to self-publish. We didn't know. We just figure like all things DIY and see what happens. And that's what we did and then we
1: you know we got a book and we love it i'm so excited for the rest of the world to see this book when it comes out (laughs) it's amazing it's hilarious and it's truthful. i love it (laughs) um i guess my next question is what was that process like because there's a lot of you in the band like how was it how did you guys
2: get it together was like over the phone or just we spent a Jean? lot of time in my old apartment, sitting around and snacking. We snacked so hard. <laughs> we snacked so hard. We ate so much writing this book. Um, but it was it was very difficult. There there were, it was me and six other people. And and one of those people, Cindy is in Germany and Becky's out in Los Angeles and ship's in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so it was, um, the process was basically just interviews upon interviews upon interviews. And then I had never written a book before. This was like, this was new territory. I was, but if, if I can say one thing, it's like, nobody knows what they're doing. Just nobody ever knows what they're doing. Just do it. You are, you are in as good a place as anybody else. Go ahead and do it. So I was like, I, I can do this, I can do this. So we just started um, putting sections together and reviewing it individually, you know, one-on-one, meet with a lunatic, or they'd like to review it together. And that would, you know, create new ideas. Oh my God, remember when this happened? Oh, ah, that's not how I remember it. Um, But it took, that's why it took a very long time because I wanted (laughs) to make sure everybody felt like they said what they needed to say. And, um, you know, that, that, uh, that can, that can, take a very long time especially like in, in when you're talking about emotional topics it's like oh well you know what I, I thought more about that and I want to I have some more things I want to talk about so it was a lot of transcribing interviews it was a lot of um, you know reviewing with each other but uh, it was basically just sort of stacking stories on top of each other in in a logical timeline that um, that everybody was happy with.
3: I have to bust in and say uh, that Jean was amazing and so like calm and like willing to let go of things that she probably worked really hard on and and also was brilliant in in doing the interviews separately and then together and together we would often have like group memories where one person would remember one thing and then the other person was like oh my god I took like for myself I know there were things that Others remembered that I had totally blocked out. And, um, and then Jean also had like this, I described it the other day as like a serial killer board of like oh, yeah. chapters and like where it was and like, you know, pins and, and I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yep. She really did. It was yeah. amazing. And that you'd move things around and you'd come back another week and it was totally different. And you're like, okay, backing away slowly.
1: <laughs> so Gene, it sounds like you put a lot of work into that board. Is
2: it still up? <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. In fact, every time I'd look at it, I would be like, well, it doesn't even look like, it would change by the minute. Honest, honest to God, it would, I would be like, why, why do I even have this here? It's like, it, 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 it changed on the daily. And I was like, I don't know. It, but but it made for a great conversation piece. When any anybody walked in, they'd be like, What is And I'd be like, it's just something I'm working on. Just, you know, and it starts sweating. I'd be like, it's cool. It's fine.
1: It worked for you. So
0: you it it worked.
2: worked for you. It did, yeah. It worked in, in its own little way.
0: As someone is trying to document the things you've done through your life, how did that feel, that retrospection? I know for me, now that I'm in my... Mid '30s. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, just shaking my head as far as like, man, I can't believe we're still going to punk shows. I thought you know when I was a teenager, this might just be a teenage thing, but it's like no, it really did become like a lifestyle. Yeah. Did this um, documentation allow you to kind of go back and
3: review? Yes, big in a big way. It definitely like. Um was beautiful and to be you know thinking about being a teen with these women and growing up together and like you know growing our boobs together and then getting our periods you know what I mean like and and um and being in like you know we're, there's more intimacy with this band than with most humans together you know and um and and thinking of all you know like, life happens, and you sort of, like, forget, and then I went through, like, a personality crisis with myself, like, being a mom, and suddenly I'm going to school, you know, taking my child, and I feel like I'm in trouble because I'm in a school, and I'm like, what's happening? And then, you know, it's like, they're PTA people, and, you know, it just, it's, it's, it really kind of fucked with my mind, and then to come back together with them, and being, and and just having that camaraderie of these, you know, sisters that, Some are going through the same thing. We're all like, you know, midlife crisis, here we are, you know, but we're also in a space ready to like celebrate all that we did together and all that emotion and all our past. And, and, you know, there were times that were painful and there were times that were uncomfortable, certainly. And, you know, when I would read passages that I wrote or that others wrote, um, I would start like feeling sick to my stomach because it was, it just, came back you know what I mean or I would laugh hysterically or I would cry so it's like I was just I think we were collectively ready to all experience that and all you know have those feelings come to the surface too.
1: I think the readers are gonna really enjoy the fact that you know throughout the book there's these individualistic passages that you can just hear that person's individual voice but there's such a sense of sisterhood yeah that kind of ties into my next question like that strong sense of sisterhood that you guys experience in adolescence going all the way to adulthood where um girls Back then, we're traveling in packs to feel relatively safe when they were going to shows or just hanging out and just, you know, trying to just be a team. Um, you know, in New York. Compared to now, do you feel like, you know, even with kids today or with culture today, that there's still that sense of sisterhood where people travel in packs or they lean on each other like you guys were doing?
3: I mean, I've seen some kids doing that. But you know, in the neighborhood and around town, definitely. But I, I don't know. I hope so. You know, I imagine so. I mean, I feel like um, me and those girls and friends. It was like it was like finding your, you know, it's like this this teen wolf pack family, you know. To end, and I imagine that that teens do that still. I don't I can't say that I know yet. And I have a tween here and <laughs> she she's got some some friends, but you know, it's COVID, so. <laughs>
1: Going into that, I only got into heavy metal or, you know, rock music because I stole my sister's CD player while she was out with friends. Good job. Into her room. I was like, I'm going to listen to the heaviest stuff because, you know, she would get those metal CDs with the scary skulls on. I'm like, oh, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. And I put it on. I'm like, oh, I'm scared. And run out the room. So I'm just like, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I hope people are still able to do that because even in the book it was like you were hearing music from your sisters or your family playing it and I'm like how do you steal someone's iPod I feel like (laughs) it's really hard like I stole my sister's iPod years ago and she still complains about it like she knew almost immediately so like I don't know how people get away with it now in the book you know getting into those family things like um, Just a personal story, when me and my sister got into like heavy metal and stuff, you know, my mom was like, <laughs> you know, because we were like, let's wear all black or like Christina was trying to wear rainbow stuff for pride. And my mom was like, no, <laughs> so she we would beg and beg to go to the metal shows and get dropped off. But she would be like, you're not wearing black. So we would show up in like the pink shirts, only people there in these colorful shirts. One time I had to go in a purple sweater. Yeah, it's like sticking out like a sore thumb, you know. But seeing my mom and like this relationship she had with her mother, where she's like, I broke the mold. I'd love to get into that, like that relationship between moms and daughters, where it's just like somehow they think they're like breaking the mold. But then when it comes to actually raising their kid, they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't wear the mini skirt.
3: I wear the mini skirt. You can't wear it. Like- yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm already going through that with this one, except that I'm much more, um, you know, vocal about why, like, you know, and also she's 10. So it's like, she'll be like, I want, she wants like the most mega like platform, you know, like knee high boot already with like buckles and all, and I'm like, that's not okay right now when you're older, you know, that kind of thing. But, um. I do feel like, you know, with my mom and other like female relatives, like, yeah, what it is very like, I broke the mold down, but it was also like, I don't, it's so hard to know exactly the reason I'm assuming that my mom was harassed. I don't really know what her reasoning was, or if it was just like too sexual, it was like anything that was too sexual in my teens, you know, and or before, like, I think was like, wow no, that's not okay. That's not safe. You know, when you're older, it was a lot of like, when you're older, when you're older, when you're older. And it was like, you know, when you're a teenager, you're like, I'm gonna do it now. I'm just gonna do it anyway, you know, so there were times I would like leave the house and then like rip off something and have my mini skirt on in the hallway. <laughs> um, and with, with Lucy, she'll be, that's my daughter. She'll be like, you know, You just don't understand, mom. And I'm like, look, <laughs> look at me. Do I not understand? <laughs> I think I understand. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe I'm just carrying that whole thing on in my own way. But I think with more honesty in any way, in any sense.
1: What about you, Dean? Do you have anything? To <laughs> oh, my God. No.
3: Um, <laughs> my, I, I came,
2: I come, uh. My mother is, um, has grown into her independence because Mm -hmm. as a young woman, she was very sheltered. She was very, you know, went to Catholic school her whole life, um, traded prayer cards with her best friends, you know, um, but in becoming, in getting older, she really um, came into herself and now she's 72 and you can't tell her to do fuck all. She will put you (laughs) in your place faster than anybody. Um, Mm And she, she, I love being old, you know, well, I, I've, ne- I've never felt better. I feel great. Um, and she still will tell me to, you know, hey, did you take your vitamin D today? Yes, mom, I took my vitamin D today. Did you, you, you got to call the doc. Hey, your car is due for it. It's like all these things. And I'm like, I'm 43, ma. I got, I've, I've, I think I got this by now. But, um, you know, there's, there's still some. Her, her independence is just amazing and I feel like she's braver than I am and and if I can I'm, I'm hoping that as I get older I'll I'll grow into that bravery and she assures me that that I will that it just takes time so
1: Fallopian Rhapsody the story of the Lunachicks um, was written by the Lunachicks and Jean Fury Um, Its publication birthday was actually June 1st. So congrats everyone. Um, It was published by Hatchet Books. And it is available to purchase at all of the retailers, online retailers you're probably familiar with, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, eBooks.com. But you can also purchase it from Hatchet Books. And, you know, of course, we'd encourage you to purchase from your indie bookstore, independent bookstores and help support them. just such a sense of like having role models how important it is to have female role models in your life who can model Mm -hmm. what does independence look like what does taking care of yourself look like fighting for yourself look like I think that's so important there was a quote in the book I really liked I think it was in Theo's section it said um, I feel for kids who are in the middle of a tiny town and are creative weird or gay and have to wait to get out I pray for them, and I wrote lyrics for them for real. I just, that was the book for me. That was it. Aww. That was all I needed. You know, me um, and Christina, we grew up in a small Midwestern town. You know, there were tractors on the streets for a long time. You know? Mm-hmm. And we were, like, only Black kids in our class, so that was always, you know, weird, too. But, like, you know, music was our way out. You know, yes. being able to see shows and bands from other places who were traveling through, you know, that was our way out. So I'd love if you could talk a little bit about like, what was it like to travel? You know, like, to, mm. tr- you know, tour and
3: stuff. Touring was like, I mean, it was so fun and crazy. And um, I mean, just even this country alone, the amount of crazy terrain you know, that you go through where it's like, okay, some of it's really flat and then some of it's got some really cool mountains and then it's really flat. Then you get to like, you know, um, Utah and Arizona. Like, you're like, I'm in the desert. And the first time we saw cacti, we were like, "Ah! look, it's a cactus that looks like a cactus. Ah!" you know and and all the you know things just cracked us up because they're you know you see all these things in cartoons and, and photographs and then you're suddenly there and it's you can't believe it um and you know going down south and being like in the bible belt and there was one time I don't think this story made it into the book but we um we were at like a Denny's you know, or some or diner somewhere in the Bible Belt, and literally everyone c- came out of the kitchen and were are like, "Are y'all here for the crawdad festival?" And we were like, "No, <laughs> no, we are not." <laughs> so like these little things, and then there was a there was another I think like Waffle House somewhere I don't remember where like probably somewhere in the Midwest or maybe also South hard to say. And there was a waitress who was just like hilarious. One of those like career waitress ladies, like white lady all wrinkled. And she was like, looked at me and she was, and I was like, can I have grits? And she was like, you're a modern girl with holes in your head. My earrings I had like all the way up with holes <laughs> in your head and you want grits. And I was like, yes, I do want grits. <laughs> and she, so these little like pockets of memories, I mean, that's also silly. And then going to the uk you know that was one of our first and just like again it's like all these like cartoon, everything was a cartoon you know and and it was so cool and plus like having studied art and, and architecture you know all all the things that i'd studied and thought about and all the bands and thinking about all the english punk bands and you know some, representing x-ray specs today and um just incredible. And, you know, and of course, snacking, it's like we were such snackers. I mean, you know, still, it's like, I mean, I texted Jean today about a vegan feta cheese, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, that like, exists? Yes, and it's so I good. <laughs> What's it called? It's I gotta write this it's, down. <laughs> it's called Vio Life V I O life. And it's vegan feta. It's
2: on my list of things
3: to look (laughs) for. It's
2: delicious.
3: (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And then, you know, going to places like we went to Sweden and Norway. And then those snacks, like the the sweets that have all these salty things that you don't know is going to be salty. Because you're looking at, you know, like Swedish, which is like, you know. F-N-N-N-N-R-P-P-P-Q and there's all consonants and you're like "Ah, you know I don't know how to read. (laughs) I bought like a bag of sweets and they were all like tasted like I was licking the ocean and I was just like "Ah!" Um, and then being in you know also being in Norway and somehow during one of those tours we went to, somehow we got in, maybe it was like the promoter got us into like an ACDC concert in Norway, which like, we were like, this is so cool. We're going to see AC, and I'd seen them before in, in, you know, New York, New Jersey, whatever. And going to that show, we were like kind of high up. And it was when they did the like, they had like ACDC $100 bills that they spilled out, which I probably had that thing for a while, but because it was Norway, everybody had dyed black hair and blonde roots, which I thought was so funny. I thought it was the funniest thing I ever saw. The whole sea below us was all like dyed black hair.
1: Oh, because Norway, most people are blonde. Oh, okay, yes, it? it's
3: so like Aryan there, and they're all like, we want to be cool, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it has to do with food. Honestly, like I'm thinking like, and what else? And then I'm like, well, in Spain, I couldn't eat anything. And then, you know, this place I had my period so bad that I couldn't go to the interview. And, you know, it's like, these are my memories, but also like beautiful places and architecture and people. Did and- not you
0: relate to that? When you travel, you're usually doing the foodie
1: thing too. Leave me alone, Christina. I <laughs> always have a list of places I want to go and snacks yes. I want to have. Yeah. Yes. Smart. I go to Europe, and I always get sick. It, I don't know. It was the plane ride. I don't know what it is like. Last time um, we went to Europe, I took her where we? No, we didn't even go to Europe. That we just went to New Orleans. Short yeah. plane ride. I had my wisdom teeth taken out two weeks before. I got off the plane and looked like a chipmunk. She took one look at me and was like. I gotta call mom. I'm like, shut up. No. <laughs> like, think. I wanted the beignets. I couldn't put yes. in my mouth, but like soup and like lettuce. Oh, so oh that's I terrible. So yeah. So she always makes fun. She. I always have to watch her eat all the local delicacies. But I just sit there with soup.
0: For, that's because I'm not really into food. So wherever we are in the world, the first thing you're gonna hear me say is, why don't we just go to McDonald's and get some <laughs> and keep walking. Let's
3: just keep going. If it's your favorite place, you want to know the what's different in the other place. I get it. I get that. I yeah, hilarious. But yes, oh, I'm no. I'm the one with the list. I used to have like the the Vegetarian Times book of restaurants in the U S. that I would carry on tour. And um, I had the last time I went to Paris, I had a list of places I had to go to eat from and chocolate and the place with like the giant thing of moose and. Yeah. So, yes, food is life,
1: basically. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know what the
3: problem is.
1: <laughs> Can't travel with her. Um, I guess I had a follow up question just on this traveling. You know, um, in the book you talk a lot about, you know, fighting against this displacement feeling that you had in adolescence. That I feel like, well, I'll let you guys say. Like, does everybody really go through that? Um. Because I want to get into, like, you went to so many places, you saw so many crowds. Do you feel like you were seeing everybody reflecting that same displacement, that fighting through against that displacement while listening to music and stuff? Do you feel like that was common, you know, overseas too? Or were they just like, we just love the sound of the drums, you know, what do you, what do you think?
3: <laughs> I think it's the combination. Mm-hmm. I feel like like in in Europe, let's say like the arts are, you know, more revered than here in some ways. So people grow up with a lot more. But I think that still people are like, you know, and and, and booze is such a big thing there. It's like you start drinking when you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to get in trouble for it. But, um, you know, uh, I feel like, yeah, I think I think I saw that everywhere. And, I, and I'm still seeing it with people who write to me on social media who are like, you saved me through my teens. Like, you have no idea, you know. So um, in thinking about, you know, what you said before, asked before about like this, like I, so I had, I have a cousin who was in the Midwest who grew up there. And that, this one summer I was sent to stay with him and we just went crazy. And, but I was looking around, I was like, God, there's like a swimming hole. And like, you know, it's like, (laughs) and, and even for myself, like, you know, being here and being able to get on the train and go find shit and find people and find scenes and, you know, find places to fit in and thinking like, what if I lived like, even like Staten Island? I mean, at least you could get to the city from there, but like someplace where it's not accessible and, and feeling like so like you just don't belong anywhere and what you know like that I feel like music and and even being here music is what got me through stuff I would just listen to you know all these albums and songs that that made me feel like okay I'm I know that I'm gonna be okay and I know that this person felt something similar and I can relate and they can relate and this is making me feel okay you know and um So I think, yeah, I think that has to be everywhere. And I mean, I've talked to people. I, I have a friend who was like, oh, yeah. My, and I was like, how was your daughter's teens? And she was like, oh, she didn't give me any trouble. She was fine. I'm like, what? You know, like, Who's that? You know, Like, how are you just OK? But that's maybe she's a great mom. I don't know.
1: What did we do for fun? The neighbors that people would dump uh, equipment into like the creek. So I remember as a kid climbing on old washing machines, like yeah. a tiger, you know, <laughs> I was just making stuff up. Um, or, you know, we used to dirt biking used to be like on the on the television. We would like, like let's pretend we're dirt bikers. We just go roll down a hill and the neighbors would be like, yeah. hey, kids, cut it out. That was all we could come up with. I took my mom for the first time to Riot Fest. That mm. was like the first rock show she went to i'm not sure if it'll be the only one <laughs> that was intense for her she was just looking around like first of all um riot fest was in humboldt park she grew up in chicago so when we were driving to the festival she's like okay what's the address and i go oh Humboldt park she hit the break the hood that was the projects when i was growing up. oh we gonna get shot what the <laughs> hell <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> I think it's gentrified now, mom. She's just like clutching her purse. Like, I, I left the hood for a reason, Courtney. Y'all gonna have your little rock show, Okay, hmm, you're getting out by nine, okay? <laughs> like, Wait, but didn't she get there and just drink her way all the way? Lena Collada, she had, they put it in a pineapple. Uh-huh. She just, she was gone. She was just like, oh, it's so fun. They swear yeah. She likes a good time. Yeah, she liked it. You know, people were getting high. She was covering my ears. I'm like, you should cover my mouth, not my ears. It's like, you're gonna get a contact high. I'm like, how is this? Your ears? (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to ask her, because she was supportive. She wouldn't go in, but she would drop us at the door and be like, see ya, come back. You know, the show's over.
2: Mom on, have you interviewed your mother yet? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh my my god, God, you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll have to that might be interesting um another part of the book i liked um in terms of like adolescence was i just really related to the fact that you know and this like kind of made us think of like black Mill you know, made me think of what we were doing with black girls world where it was just like it kind of started the band like almost like well, what was your reasoning for starting the band like just to,
3: so I well it to was to it was like you know we had so many friends in bands and they, a lot of them had broken up and we were sort of like, you know, it literally was like, well, we like good music. Well, we can do it too. You know, not really thinking that through, but thinking, you know, (laughs) let's try this and, um, and it was totally for fun. And I feel like so much art comes from just doing it and not going like, I'm going to make this band and it's going to be successful. And it's going to be like this. And it's, you know, and, um, like, you know, pure sort of energy and creativity is what makes things good, I guess, or can make things good and can um, make you suddenly wind up somewhere else, you know, it's like, oh, now I'm in England.
1: A little bit about that, like your experience as like a female fronted band, being out there, you know, um, there's a lot of parts in the book where you talk about, you know, how hard it is in the industry. Do you feel like from your experiences then to now, like if you came out now that it would be way better. Do you feel like the barriers you were facing in the industry still got some work to do, you know, in 2021,
3: 2022? I think that that is definitely the the truth that, that -hmm. there's still a lot of work to do and there's still a lot less respect for women and, you know, a lot less, um, female bands are signed that are in, you know, rock, punk, metal, all of that. And, um, you know, and I've heard from other bands that are out now, you know, with women in them that they're like, oh, the same shit. Like, you know, when I had the um, Theo on the Skyscrapers and I was the only woman and we would load into a club, you know, Somebody be like, "Oh, are you the girlfriend?" And I'd be like carrying the merch or carrying a you know an amp or whatever, and I was like, "No, like, <laughs> you know, that's still that in the mindset of 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 people, you know, is just like it just it still blows my mind, you know. And it's like seeing a woman carrying a guitar. Hey, do you play guitar? No, I'm just carrying this because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> like, come on." <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think we have a very long way to go. I think that there are, I think maybe if we had started now, it might be a little bit different, but I don't know. I think maybe there might be less show us your tips screamed at us. I don't, but I I, I ask me again after a punk rock bowling. <laughs> that is the truth. It's been a while.
1: You guys want to state like the book launch date? Are you taking
2: it on tour? Anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is out on June 1st on Hachette Books, which is very soon. Um, there's going to be a, a virtual book launch event uh, hosted by Powerhouse Arena and we'll be sharing the link soon. So it's free. You can come uh, awesome. much of the same... Lunacy going, you know, rehashing <laughs> everything. Um and thank you so this is so fun. I'm you're seriously, I'm a huge fan. I am so happy that you guys wanted to talk to us. And I think you are absolute rock stars in in your little industry. And I, I already have someone that um that I need you to talk to. They they have to get hooked up with Daphne Brooks, Theo, don't you think? Oh yeah. You know who Daphne Brooks is? Oh, no. uh, Daphne Esser at Yale, she, um, her latest book is 600 pages, it's her masterpiece, it's amazing, um, it's called Liner Notes for the Revolution, The Intellectual Life of Black Feminist Sound. She is my favorite writer, and I will, I have told her this to her face many times, um, she just, she's an incredible music writer, and her knowledge of music is insane, and she grew up going to, like, you know, weird punk shows in the Bay Area, and you know, now she's a professor at Yale and, and you know, she wrote the liner notes for um, the Aretha Franklin box set and she's done all these amazing things, awesome. but she manages to write about music in such an emotionally uh, and, and intellectual, intellectually enriching way that it's just, she blows my mind every time she can write about <laughs> well, definitely. Decker. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for letting me pepper you with questions.
1: Uh, I was like going left field with a lot of them. So yeah, I appreciate
3: No, we loved it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing.
2: We are just as big fans of, of you. Seriously. Yes, we are. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. Oh. And, and w- if you're in New York City next time, um, next time you're in New York City, Theo and I will take you to not Pizza Hut.
3: Oh <laughs> Thank <Exactly>. you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>